Captain DeWitt here. Yeah. I'm on a uh, search warrant with the Hidden Hills crew on this marijuana eradication thing. Yes. And they just uh, looks like uh, 927D here. At the location? Yeah. Somebody they, there? No, it, we put them down. We killed them? Yeah. It's scary, you know. I never, ever would have thought that I would witness my husband executed, literally executed third world country style. Donald Scott died in his living room on October 2nd, 1992, gunned down by police. Now his widow says that Donald was the victim of a law that makes the seizure of private land so financially attractive to law enforcement agencies that they have begun to assume private citizens guilty to proven innocent. Hello, today we're going to be talking about civil asset forfeiture. The civil asset forfeiture is a legal tool that allows the law enforcement officials to seize property and assert that it has been involved in particular crime. Uh, typically, they like to say that it's been used in the sale of drugs. In fact, also, um, the individual doesn't need to be uh, guilty. It's the property that's actually on trial. So it's not the individual when it comes to civil asset forfeiture, it's the property. And then the property has to be proved innocent, whether it was actually involved or used in the sale of drugs. So when it comes to the kind of items that can be uh, taken by law enforcement, it could be cars, it could be your house, it could be your property, it could be... Um, it could be cash, it could be camera, it could be your phone, it could be a number of things. Just use your wild imagination when it comes to that. So, um, also when it comes to civil asset forfeiture, uh, whether or not you are guilty, it doesn't matter that they can just keep your items and say that it was used and in a crime and it takes forever in a day, namely two years in order for you to actually get your property back. If they even allow you to get it back, you would have to go to court. You would have to get an attorney and the same people that had took your stuff are the same ones that are going to let you know whether it's okay that you can have it back. So chances are you can kiss your assets goodbye when it comes to that. There's a particular uh, story that I want to talk about, and this story that involves civil assets is about an individual named uh, Donald Scott. Donald Scott, back in the early 90s, um, he was just a man who had inherited a large uh, sum of money and also um, land and an inheritance from his, his parents. And... Mr. Scott ended up living in Malibu and Malibu, he had this property and it was surrounded by national forest and the national forest people had would go to him and try to get them to, to sell the land. And there was also other people or organizations that was interested in, in buying the land. And, um, Mr. Donald Scott had uh, denied them. So um, one day there was an individual 
who had supposedly, allegedly, had tipped off the police that Mr. Scott was selling drugs or he had marijuana um, on his land and also on his house. Um, actually, there was ended up being two informants. And so initially they had sent over uh, a plane to fly over his property. And I remind you, this is in the National Forest and the, the trees are thick. The grass is thick. There's bushes all over the place. And the pilot had said that he saw that there was about 10 to 15 um, bushels or whatever you want to call it that he saw from above that looked like marijuana plants. And so in order to do further investigation, they sent out a team on the ground to go ahead and go check it out. And as they, they walked through um, the property or around the property, they weren't able to find anything. So what they did next was that they ended up raiding his home. Mr. Scott, about a day or two beforehand, had had cataract surgery. So I'd imagine that he was on some kind of meds. You know, he couldn't see very well at all. And police come crashing, crashing through his door. His wife, Francis Scott Plant, or excuse me, Francis Plant Scott, had um, been screaming. Um, and Mr. Plant, or excuse me, Mr. Scott had uh, come through, uh, running through the house, you know, trying to check on his wife as any man would do. He had a gun in his hand. And just think about it, you know, you hear this loud crash, a boom, your wife's screaming. So you, you get up, you run to go check to see what's going on. And there's a bunch of officers screaming and yelling at him to, to lower his weapon, to, to put it down. Just like you would normally see maybe on a YouTube video or actual movie of just uh, the chaos that it can be when it comes to uh, law enforcement coming in contact with civilians. And Mr. Uh, Scott actually complied and he tried to put down the weapon. And from his wife's account, as he was trying to put down the weapon, he was shot and killed. And it said, and she believes Mrs. Plant, um, Mrs. Plant Scott, she, she believes that uh, what they were trying to do is trying to take over his land. They were, the reason why they killed him is because he wouldn't comply, that they wanted his land and the only way they could do it was to to use this this loophole in um, the judicial system that was pretty sure put there on purpose. Anyway, so through a bunch of litigation and, you know, they weren't able to get the land, but the kids uh, ended up inheriting uh, part of the property, uh, which is kind of ironic is that. Um, about a year later that the, the house had burned down and really nobody was able to enjoy the land. And so um, Mrs. Uh, Plant Scott was trying to build the house back up and at the same time um, trying to let everybody know about the injustice that her, her husband had endured. And of course... Uh, nobody was arrested. Nobody had got fired. They killed this man in cold blood. And, you know, she had to live with the aftermath of it. Welcome to the podcast. This is D-Train. 
tonight we're going to talk about red flag laws and I want to answer just a few questions when it comes to red flag laws um, obviously what are they why should you care and who do they help or who do they hurt first we're going to have a segment where Kate Snow from NBC uh, she did an article in 2019 explaining exactly what are red flag laws take a listen Welcome to the podcast. This is D-Train. Tonight we're going to talk about red flag laws. And I want to answer just a few questions when it comes to red flag laws. Um, Obviously, what are they? Why should you care? And who do they help or who do they hurt? First, we're going to have a segment where Kate Snow from NBC, uh, she did an article in 2019 explaining exactly what are red flag laws. Take a listen. Red flag laws is kind of the term that's been used to describe any kind of a law that enables someone who sees a problem with a friend or a family member or someone they know and thinks, you know what, this person might be dangerous to themselves or others and they have a weapon. So red flag laws, the idea is you can then go to the police and ask for a kind of protection order against that person that would remove, where police would remove the weapons from that person temporarily and then it goes through a court process different states have different laws right now there are 17 states plus the district of columbia that actually have some form of a red flag law they vary a little bit in terms of like how the process works how long the the gun or the weapon is taken away for whether the person could then go get another weapon in some states that's allowed but they all uh, are generally kind of the same idea which is removing weapons from someone who might be a threat to themselves or others. They've been a little bit controversial in the sense that the National Rifle Association and some people who support them worry about due process. They worry about if you're going to take someone's weapons away that they legally own, what's the process for doing that? And how do we know that someone's not going to make something up and say, Kate has a weapon and I think she's a danger. Go get it and take it away. And really, I'm not a threat at all. So that's one concern that's been raised. So people might wonder, are these laws effective or not? The thing is, they're very recent in terms of all the states that have them. They've happened in recent years. So there's not a lot of empirical evidence. We went looking, we called uh, a bunch of doctors, medical researchers, and they said there is evidence in early studies to show that a red flag law, removing a weapon from someone who might be a danger to themselves, can actually prevent suicide, which obviously is a really good thing if we can prevent suicides. The suicide rate in this country right now is the highest it's been since the 1940s. But there's not really evidence to show yet if they also might prevent mass shootings or even homicides. Um, Studies are being done, but it's inconclusive at the moment. It's very hard to prove a negative, right? To show that by taking someone's gun away, you prevented something that would have otherwise happened. So it's hard to prove that. So it's inconclusive. Those who support gun law changes, those who want more restrictions, very much support red flag laws and say, yes, it does, it does work, but they also say it's not enough. They want other changes as well. Right now there is some momentum because there's a bipartisan bill uh, that's been introduced by Lindsey Graham, Republican, and it's co-sponsored by Dick Blumenthal, a Democrat. And there seems to be some, you know, 
bipartisan support for the notion of doing something, uh, doing some small thing. Maybe it's not the answer to everything, but at least it would provide this red flag law in more states. The idea behind Lindsey Graham's proposal is to give a grant. It would create a federal grant program that would encourage states to adopt their own red flag laws. The president voiced some support for this. Again, there is support on both sides of the aisle in Cap on Capitol Hill. However, some Democrats are saying it doesn't go far enough. I don't want to do just red flag laws. I want to do more than that. We want to do background checks and other kind of measures to limit guns. So whether or not it's going to be able to work its way through the Senate is a big question mark. And the House, Democrats control the House so they can probably get it through. But the Senate, Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer said he wants more than just red flag laws. He wants more than that. He won't encourage Mitch McConnell to bring up for a vote just this one narrow measure. So we'll have to see. Hey, NBC News viewers, thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Subscribe by clicking on that button down here and click on any of the videos over here to watch the latest interviews, show highlights, and digital exclusives. Thanks for watching.